What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dissect That Film Podcast, where once a week we dissect a film, a film from a film franchise, or, you know, at some point we're going to do TV. Today, we're talking about Jurassic World. We're back to the Jurassic franchise. Talk about Jurassic World after our wonderful October uh, Spooktoberfest. But we're back. We're back on the island, everybody. The OG island. The OG island. And joining me, of course, is the wonderful DNA Gaming, consisting of Dan and Angela. Hello! It's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's been a while. Feels like it's been a while. I have a, I, my, new, my, my new addition is here. Yeah, you which ironically is name is uh has the same name as the main character of this movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ironically, for all of you non, I mean, just audio listeners, the the baby's actually hanging in the background back there. No. <laughs> no. Oh god, <laughs> this video was taken down instantly. Well, no, instantly. no, the video they would they would know. Oh, the sure. audio, audio. They yeah, they're, they're now they're terrified. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, he's got like he got like a hanging cradle. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we're back. I have an, uh, my new addition is here, as I said, and uh, we're talking. We're back to the Jurassic franchise, which I'm excited for, at least for this week. Oh boy, next week. I don't know. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, again. thank you, yes, thank again. you, thank you. For the billionth time. Yep. Just gonna keep showing a- those baby pictures so that Dan's like, God, he's adorable. Damn it. <laughs> I don't bother me. I like baby pictures. She's the one that's got issues with it. They're just so so little. You just put them in your pocket like, oh, baby. Everybody's like, shut up. Talk about Jurassic World. Talk about the babies. That's got babies in Jurassic World. As far as I'm concerned, one of your your boys will eat your other one. (laughs) If you go by this film's logic. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Jurassic World uh, was released June 12th, 2015. Uh, with a budget of $150 billion and a worldwide box office of $1.67 billion at the box office. It was the fourth, at the time, uh, it was the fourth highest grossing film of all time. It's a good turn on investment. Yeah. Uh, it was It was at third, uh, but it was bumped down. Don't remember uh, what movie bumped it down. But yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money, but you got to think it was 14 years from uh, the release of between the release of Jurassic Park three and Jurassic World. It was a big, big gap. But you know what? It gave it gave uh, the screenwriters and all the people, you know, enough time to put out what I think is a good movie. It's not great. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not Jurassic Park, but it's better than Jurassic Park three. It's right there in the <laughs> middle, and I appreciate it, you know. Well, well, as long as the movie started with, hey, guys, we have a script. I yes. think they're way ahead of Jurassic yes. Park 3. <laughs> yes. Uh, this film was directed by Colin Trevorrow. Uh, he also will be directing uh, Jurassic World Dominion, which will be out next year. Uh, he was. He also was a writer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uh, he's uh, written a few other films throughout the years. Uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, which is I've heard is a good indie movie. Never seen it. Uh, but yeah, he's he was supposed to direct Star Wars Episode Nine, 
uh, but was dropped because of creative differences. So they brought back J.J. Abrams to do that, which I would have been intrigued to see what he would have done with the movie because, as we all know, Episode Nine did not come out great. So, I've never watched it. Um, yeah, it would have. I, I would have liked to see what he could have done with it. But to be honest, I really like what he did with Jurassic World. Um, you know, even if a lot of people, including myself, when I first saw it back in the day, uh, did it is pretty much kind of a just an updated version of Jurassic Park with some yeah. with some more visuals. I mean, if that was their goal, they nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg was on as a executive producer. Uh, his second Jurassic movie that he did not helm, which is normal for him. He's not much of a sequel guy unless it's Indiana Jones. Or, you know, I think he learned after doing uh, Jurassic Park or the Lost World Jurassic Park, he decided, yeah, I'm just going to let other people take the the reins on this. I'll just be in the background kind of still making decisions or still helping push decisions, which he did a lot on this film. He was very involved with Jurassic World. Um, Colin Trevorrow is a huge Jurassic Park fan, so uh, he took a lot of pride in everything that uh, he did with this film, especially making sure Steven was happy with the things that he decided to do. Of course, it's starring everybody's favorite meme nowadays, Chris Pratt, who is literally the... He's voicing everybody nowadays, people. Go online, and you will see literally everybody tweeting out, Chris Pratt is now the voice of this person, this person, this person. He is... He just got announced his, he's going to be voicing Garfield. He's going to be Super Mario. Like, come on, Chris Pratt. I like you. I think you're a good actor, but let... I, I don't know if I agree with those decisions, but we're not going to get too much into that today. <laughs> my favorite one of those memes is, have you heard Chris Pratt is voicing Chris Pratt in the animated Chris Pratt movie? That's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I forgot to share that one. That one was great. I just saw That's Xbox great. tweeted out... Uh, Chris Pratt is now the voice of Master Chief. Yes! <laughs> That's good. So, awesome. Uh, it also starts Bryce Dallas Howard, Vincent D'Onofrio, Ty Simpkins, Nick Robinson. B.D. Wong is back, of course, is Woo. Yeah, he is. Big Dick Wong. Woo! Yeah. And Irfan Khan. Uh, it was written by Rick Jaffe, or Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver, who are writing partners. They've written... Let's see. I gotta click on their names real quick. I had a bunch of. Oh, they uh, they wrote all the newer Planet of the Ape films. Oh, those are some of those are pretty good. Oh, they're great. All three of them, fantastic. And they wrote the live action Mulan that came out last year. That movie sucks because it doesn't have Mega Man out of you. Just let you know it has. It was supposed to be there and it's not. So I don't care. I have no idea if the movie sucked. I really don't know. I've never seen I, it. I, I'm just. I enjoyed it, it, but I know a lot of people don't did not enjoy I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, poking and never it. seen it also Judy Greer's in this movie and guess what her name is Karen Karen because dude oh <laughs> she loves being like, Karen I know you like Judy Greer uh-huh. why does she just look so mopey and sad all the time like her uh, face just like perpetually a, looks that way she's just always in bad situations she's just always I mean, she, in like mopey situations she was getting a divorce in this well, I understand. Last time she was getting chased by a serial killer. Last time we talked exactly. About it. Well, I mean, I'd be mopey too if I was. I had to look over my shoulder. Somebody's gonna kill me. Well, I'm not correct. I'm sure she's good in what I've seen her in. I yeah. just she's just something about her. She always just looks. Yeah, she always looks mopey. It's I I know I I get it. I get what you're saying. 
Uh, also, one of my favorites, because I recently just went through the show New Girl, which is a great, just a kind of, it's a sitcom. Uh, it's got Jake Johnson in it, which he's great, Lowry. I love him. He's literally just oh, playing the wow. same character he played in that he's show. Tough. He just he's so good. <laughs> he's just so funny. So good. He's great. So good. Poor Lowry. Yeah. Poor, Poor Lowry. Lowry. And uh, I also want to shout out Katie McGrath because she so she played Zara and she probably has the most gruesome kill uh, of all the Jurassic films. Unnecessary that, and just gruesome. That is an Eddie. That is an Eddie Carr reference. If I had ever. Seen oh, yeah. One. Like I. I think Eddie Carr's is top of the list of like saddest deaths, but watching this film recently, like when I watched it yesterday, there was some things I was picking up in the subtitles. Again, if you really want to pick up on some details, watch movies with subtitles. Yeah, we, we neglected to do that when we watched it because you will pick up things that people are saying in the background especially if it's a character that's focal to what's going on and it's Mm -hmm. great. So she literally in a scene talks about, she's talking to somebody on the phone about her wedding. She's getting married and it just makes it so sad when she dies. You're like, Oh my God, this chick is just, she gets absolutely destroyed. Oh God. Yeah. She gets it so bad. And we also get a, we also get a cameo from uh, Jimmy Buffett. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I clean that dude's hotels. Do you? Saying, That's funny. Oh, yeah, I clean two Margaritavilles. Nice. The funny thing was Not when this movie first came out and that scene happens and you see the guy grabbing the margaritas and running, people said, like, it never came out that it was actually Jimmy Buffett. They just said it was a Jimmy Buffett-looking guy because there was a Margaritaville in Jurassic World yeah. and it was just a Jimmy Buffett-looking guy. But then they, but then, it, like, recently it was when it came out i was like no that is that literally was jimmy buffett <laughs> yeah yeah i was like yeah, well that jimmy makes it fallon. yeah they had jimmy fallon playing himself which i didn't care for i like jimmy fallon but it, it, i like to take him in doses like it's like small it's, doses if i take get too much of him it, it pisses me off was it did it just seem like let's stick as much like relevant pop, pop culture yes. into this film pop culture just take and- it all Pop culture and product placement. Uh, but the thing about this movie is they also acknowledge the product placement. It's not just oh. there to be there. It's like, no, we know. Lowry. Like, yeah. Stab at yeah. Yeah. He's talking about like the Verizon wireless presents the Indominus Rex. Like, all right. Well, at least you guys acknowledge these things. And this is what this is what theme parks are like. Yeah, that's what like it just has scary dinosaurs. Uh, Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio is in this movie, and if you don't know who Vincent D'Onofrio is, uh, and a a lot of people probably won't know this, he was the scary alien dude back in Men in Black. Yep. I need water. He's so good. (laughs) Water. I love his his wife was great, too, in that. That is that was probably the first time I seen Vincent D'Onofrio, but didn't realize it was Vincent D'Onofrio. The first time I realized it was Vincent D'Onofrio was Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first experience. He, yeah, he was fantastic. He's a he's a, a fantastic actor. I can't. I don't think I've seen a movie with him that I was disappointed in. I think he's a very underappreciated, like overshadowed right. actor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He can play a he can play a good guy who's who will care about you, and then he plays a sleaze ball like he plays on oh, this. Yeah. 
very well. He was also in um one he was like a long running character in like one of the Law and Order shows. Yeah, it was like Criminal law, Intent. Yeah, Law yeah. and Order. Criminal yeah. Intent. Yeah. He was there forever. I remember that's where I remember seeing him. Like, oh, yep. there he is again. Yep. And he was in uh, Ratchet. And he was he was right. fucking Kingpin. Yes, he was Kingpin in Daredevil. He was in Ratchet as the governor, the piece of shit governor. Yep, Ratchet, yep. great show. Um, based on the uh, one who flew over Cuckoo's Nest, Nurse Ratchet. Oh, good. I recommend that show. It was also amazing. I recommend Daredevil because I think it's the best Netflix uh, Marvel show that they put out there. Uh, Ty Simpkins. This kid was busy back in the span of like 2010 to 2015 because he was in Iron Man 3. He was running away from dudes blowing themselves up. He was in Insidious where he literally has to escape from a demon. And then he's in this running away from dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah, he's got to run away from the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Bryce Dallas Howard, she has been in so many films. She's, I think she's a fantastic actor. She's also the daughter of uh, acclaimed director Ron Howard. And uh, yeah, uh, did I miss anybody? Nick Robinson. I don't really know much of about him. I know he was in a show recently on FX. Um, and then I know he was in a movie called like I, Simon or something like that. It was a show that, that Hulu had produced that was based on it. I thought it was cool that three of the, the actors and actresses were in uh, different Spider-Man movies. Yes. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I thought that was kind of cool. Shot web. Uh, also, uh, just for any Office fans out there, Andy Buckley was in this movie. He plays, um, he was like the boss of uh, Dunder Mifflin. He was the, the head honcho. David Wallace. Nope. Nothing. Oh, that's why I said to all of my Office fans. Yeah, out no, there. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just letting you know. Just... So, Watching this for, I mean, I've seen this movie a lot. What what did we think about our most recent viewing of Jurassic World? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, I thought that some of the scenes could have been shortened a little bit. I kind of <laughs> thought it felt a little long. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, it was had dinosaurs in it. It had dinosaurs. Yes. Hi. What? No, I'm just not. Anyway, so <laughs> I think this movie is really good at pushing that nostalgia section of your brain. Oh, 100%. Yep. Really good at that. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, on 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 I've seen this movie several times. So, on this viewing, so I did really like the film. I do like it a lot. I think I like it more than I lead on. Mm-hmm. I do really enjoy this movie. Uh I don't like the overuse of CG. Of course, I still prefer more practical effects, but I still think they did a good job. I like I like most of the characters. I like how I like the Velociraptors for like the first half of this movie, and I actually really learned come to appreciate the story arc between Gray and Zach. The brothers. Yeah, at the end of it, I think I, I appreciate them. This viewing, I don't know why, I like really like focused on that. Like, I think I appreciate that more. That their character arc more than I do, like pretty much anybody else's in the whole movie. Oh, and also, um, Mizrani is like a shadow douche. I just want to just throw that he's out sh- there. Yeah, he's so he's not as ah oh, man. Douche. I don't know if I want to put him on the same pedestal as Hammond. He's no, he's he's not anywhere near as, but you could tell there's something there. He's cl- he's like slowly edging his way. Like yeah, there's yeah. no care. 
this is how this works. This is it. like he's so free spirited, but it's like, dude, you run a park with with dinosaurs. Like, seriously, you probably should care a little bit more. <laughs> well, when we get to it later. Some of his actions kind of indicate different. Like, oh, whatever this you're in control. And there's like a few mm-hmm. things he does later in the movie. I'm like, hmm. huh. kind of. Yeah. But yeah, I like I do like the movie. You really do, you really have a helicopter here and nobody else can fly this thing except for the guy who owns the company and the park. Stupid. <clears throat> but to be honest, he's definitely not the most evil person in this film. Um, no, I just think Hos- he makes a lot of poor choices. Hoskins is definitely the, 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 the lead villain. I think of this film. Yep. He is just waiting for bad things to happen. And oh, yeah. Hoskins. She, yeah. Oh, and, and even Claire says it to him. Like you wanted all this shit to happen. And he's like, oh, what do you think on that? I'm like, how many more people need to die? He's like, no motherfucker. You wanted people to die. Okay, how many times did they show him with a shit-eating grin on his oh, face? Oh, yeah. That was happening. But I mean, Ronnie dies, and he's like, he's like go time. Yep. And you're like, oh, yep. oh, God. Well, like- also, I mean, it, it's just a classic. Like, he's he's our he's our, um, he's our character we're going to make an example out of. He's our sacrificial lamb at the um, arrogance of man. Like, he mm-hmm. is our... He's our straw man for that, literally, because he's he's just so narrow minded. He's like, this is how this is going to work. It's going to work the way I want it to. And I'm like, that's not how this always pans out, dude. Yeah. So, so it, it was funny. I was watching a lot of uh, the, some of the behind the scenes of this after watching it. And Chris Pratt was talking about how he made a video back in like 2009 while he was uh, working on Parks and Recreation. Where mm-hmm. he was, where he was pretending like he was on a, like he was getting text messages from Steven Spielberg about it, you know, you know, hey, do you want to be in Jurassic Park four? And he, kept, yeah. and he was like texting him back saying, "I'm not interested." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have heard. I, I actually read that. that, it, that it shows a clip of him doing it too, and it's so old. Like he's got this old school camera, and he's got like the slide phone, and he's pretending to text him and. Chris Pratt, like Chris Pratt back, you know, as he gets, as, as he pro- progresses through his career, he just gets more odd to me. He's just an odd guy. Oh, I don't want to go too far into his, you know, right life, life outside of, of film, but I enjoy his, what he, the films that he's in. Uh, yeah, there was a, a lot of references. Like you were saying, it's, a, it's full of nostalgia. There's just things everywhere. I mean, they go, they find the original Jurassic Park as they're wandering through the jungle. Uh, we see a couple times uh, Ian Malcolm's book pops up, which the scene where they're on the tram heading to the park, Zara is reading Malcolm's book, which I did not realize this. My wife literally, my wife pointed, she's like, is that, is that Malcolm? on that and it's literally yeah it just showed his head on the back cover and then it shows his book on the desk of one of the tech or one of the control room people the girl does Lowry have it no it I think it was the, on the girl's side I can't remember her God. name I don't remember her name either I can't be bothered so when like they were yeah, she was she was a good character I love the scene when Lowry goes up to her like to try to kiss her and she's like I, I got a boyfriend it was improvised by her it wasn't in the oh, script man. and Colin Trevor was like we're keeping that it's great love it and I just love Jake Johnson's reaction to it he's <laughs> he's comedy gold I love Jake Johnson uh, he's great he's, he's one so of my good. favorite characters in this yeah so when they were uh, creating the trailer for this uh, early 2015 Colin Trevorrow went to Spielberg 
uh, and asked if he would be able to get recordings of uh, Richard Attenborough from the original film. And one of the lines, of course, is Welcome to Jurassic Park, where they actually were able to change it up so that in the trailer it would be Richard Attenborough saying Welcome to Jurassic World, which I thought was a cool homage to uh, to Richard Attenborough, who had passed away in 2014. So that was that was cool. They also paid tribute. Had, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I heard he had paid um, prior to getting Ill, really ill and passing away. I know he had expressed interest as doing at doing the character again. I had read that. So, well, wasn't it stated that he had passed away before Jurassic Park three? Wasn't there in some in like the lore? I think in the lore. I don't remember when they added it, but I kept thinking it was between three and world, but it could have been prior to three. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But they, of course they pay tribute to him with the welcome center, which is, I believe it's the, the John Hammond welcome center. And he's got a, yeah, yeah, and there's a statue, a statue of him too. Yep. yep. And also you'll get a lot of references to Hammond in the next film as well, but we won't go into that until next week. <laughs> yep. There's one huge mistake in this movie and I'll talk about it later. Let me okay. get to it. Uh, yeah, so like we were stating earlier, a lot of CGI in this movie, definitely way more than any Jurassic film. Um, and oh. to be honest, it looked good, but I was also very disappointed because of the lack of it, like especially a lot of the close-ups of the Raptors. Um, I yeah. think they could have done more. I would have loved to see a practical Indominus, especially on the yeah. close-up shots, like when he's under the truck, you know, when he after he covers himself with the gas. And he's under the truck yep. and you get that shot of the Indo like looking under the. Tr- oh, man, that would have been great if it was practical. But mm-hmm. um, with the, you know, it's 2015. It's been at that point. It was what, 22 years after Jurassic Park, the innovations and in CG, they just felt it was, you know, they wanted to make it look better in which it does look good, but I just feel like it's oh, too yeah. much. It's just a little too much for me. And I think yeah. that's what Jura- what fallen kingdom does better uh, is that they, they went back to use doing a lot of practical on close-ups. Listen, I'm not saying practical for everything because when you when you have a giant animal like the in the Indominus Rex, which is bigger than the T-Rex in, in far shots, you, of course you got to use CG. It's just, it, Animatronics cost money, so does CG, of course, but it would just be so much, and I understand why they have to do it. Let's no, I mean, it, make, it yeah. makes sense. So it makes sense, like what you said, but like even just a little bit, it's like, mm-hmm. it seems like right when, like after the original Jurassic Park, you remember where everything went like CGI crazy after yeah. the original oh, Jurassic yeah. Park? Oh, yeah. And like, it's cool and it looks neat, but it, after a while, it just takes the heart out of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's really hard sometimes to properly convey emotion, even with your actors to act off properly. If it's there's nothing there, or it's like a ten, you said like a tennis ball or whatever. Yeah, it's just it's just better with a prop because it's something they can feel, they can touch, they can properly mm-hmm. like emote with. It's just I don't know. So I gotta say, watching a lot of behind the scenes of this film. Um, the way that they were able to get the actors to react to the raptors, to the Indominus, uh, to any of the dinosaurs, they had a lot of people like dress up. So like they had people literally have like a raptor, like a half of a raptor head on their head and they would do like the I've motions and all that, which I think is cool as hell. I would have loved to be a raptor. Call me up. Listen, I'm going to tell a really embarrassing story about myself when I was in elementary school. 
you know, kids would play tag. I created a game called the Raptor game. All right. Okay. Where literally you would, it was like tag, but you would, one person was the Raptor and you would just chase everybody around. You have to stalk them. And then once you get them, they were just out permanently. Oh, I would have been, like, I, and I, man, and I didn't, and I was legit like doing all the motions of a Velociraptor. Oh, yeah. So I would have been perfect as one of these guys. But yeah, so the, for the Indominus, they also had, um, like small, of course, they had to have smaller versions of her, but they would put her in different places to kind of for eyeline purposes. And also, when they did the CGI, they actually had a, a program on like iPads where they could literally, um, place the the indominus in certain spots or like any of the cg dinosaurs in certain yeah. spots in the scene so like they'd have chris pratt and uh bryce dallas howard doing their thing and like the dinosaur to be there and if you had the ipad in a certain spot you could see the dinosaur so they yeah. knew yeah, exactly how they could shoot it and i was like that is super impressive instead yeah, so of you can work exactly yeah, no just because so they have you know they're not just yeah. reacting to a tennis ball like you said, yeah, and, and, but then also it also helps with scene placement. Exactly. So it's not like, all right, we're going to film it. Everything should be here, here and here. And then we'll figure it out in post. You could just do it all right there. Yeah. I, I got to say Colin Trevorrow from watching all the behind the scenes and watching interviews with him over the years, talking about the Jurassic franchise. He's very passionate about it. And a lot of people, he's gotten a lot of flack uh, over the years with this franchise, you know, bringing it down and all that stuff. And it's like, you know what? It's a different time, and this is a is a very sacred franchise, especially the first two, in my opinion, or even just the original. This is a big yep. deal. You're making a sequel to one of to a a blockbuster, something that is sacred to a lot of people. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out, and a lot of people are going to be against you even before you even shoot one single frame. Yeah, just how it works. You know, I'm a Jurassic. I'm a Jurassic fan. I'm. I'm. Listen, as much as I talk shit about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which I will talk about next week, and who knows? Maybe Wait. I'll watch it again. I just bought the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray came in today, so oh boy, yeah. I get to yeah. watch that sucker. But hey, you never know. I could watch it again and be like, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought the last time. You know, well, I mean, I appreciate I appreciate this movie more on this viewing it's been a while since I've watched it. So I could stew on it for a little bit. It's definitely cheesy. I think there's full, there's a lot of things like Angela was saying before, there's a lot of things that just could have been shortened or just cut completely. Like why? And even after watching some of the deleted scenes, I was like, I'm glad they didn't put that in there. Cause it was unnecessary. And boy, Chris Pratt is great in some scenes and just very awkward in others where it's like, why do you say that? Who says they like, who, no one says these things. Like why? Like the things he says yeah. to Claire, just like, why man, please stop. There was a lot of other actors, which uh, of course, I mean, as all film goes, you know, when people audition for roles, there's always a lot of actors that come into, to read for them. Uh, I believe like Jason Statham was, an option, oh which I, uh, man, Jurassic World with Jason Statham. I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> Harrison Ford was actually set to star in this movie. Just really? the dinosaur. But, uh, yes. Jason Statham? But Harrison Ford, he dropped out because of, uh, the poor reception from, uh, Kingdom of the, uh, from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I had heard. I heard that one was, uh, pretty bad. It, was a, it, it, it wasn't as good as the uh, 
the other three. Again, another franchise where it just should have stopped after the third film. Laura Dern was actually the only... So Spielberg had written a script for Jurassic Park 4 back in like the mid-2000s. And Laura Dern was actually the only uh, returning cast member officially signed on. And then, of course, it dropped uh, in like 2009. And then by the time Jurassic World came around, she was like, I I'm good. I'm just I'm tired. She that was that was what she said. She's like, I'm tired. But now she's returning for Dominion. So that's exciting. Was that was that the script with the uh, human dinosaur hybrids? Oh, my God. I thought that was supposed to be for Fallen Kingdom. Was that supposed to be for this? No, it's supposed to be for not for Jurassic Park. It was not for uh, Jurassic World. It was for Jurassic Park 4. Ah. So, like, not long after 3. The guy mentioned Clayton, whatever his name is, Fioria or whatever. He's got a really good video on it. Go watch it. It's very entertaining. It sounds incredibly stupid, and I'm glad it wasn't made. But yes. (laughs) Thank God. Oh, so uh, the people considered for the role of Owen was Army Hammer. Henry Cavill. Okay. Glenn Please H- give him a mustache. Glenn Howerton, which we've talked about on the show before. He was in The Strangers. He was the friend who gets his face blown off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Mm. Josh Brolin. My my pick, John Krasinski. Yeah. He could have. Yeah, he could have been. Good. I thought he would have. I think he would have been great, um, especially what fantastic what he did with uh, The Quiet, uh, Quiet Place. Uh, Chris oh, Pratt, yeah. of course, and then Jason Statham, which that would have just been weird as hell. I don't know if I could oh, weird as fuck. A lot of homage, a lot of as you know, um, you know, there's a lot of people who were involved with the Jurassic franchise that passed away uh, before this film came out. Stan Winston, who did a lot of the uh, special effects for uh, the original three, uh, he passed away in 2008. So they paid tribute to him by giving there was a shop in the downtown of Jurassic World that's called Winston's. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, also, Irfan, Irfan Khan, who plays Masrani, he also passed away a couple years ago, I believe. Uh, he was also in The Amazing Spider-Man. Was he was in The Life of Pi. Was it last year? Yeah. OK. I, I knew it was so. recently. I knew it was within the last couple years. Um, I liked him as an actor and what I saw him in. Yeah, he was in The Life of Pi, Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Um, he always plays a well. Other than the life of Pi, I know in Amazing Spider-Man, his character is very similar to Masrani because he's just a you know he's the guy who owns the company that or was like a big yeah. wig at you know whatever company he was at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. He's also a slum in Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. I remember when that came out. Oh was right, like, oh actually, Slumdog Millionaire. I've actually never seen that film. No. So the character Lowry in the control room wears the same glasses as Nedry from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Lowry is a cool Nedry. He, he just gets shit on all the time. Like I said, Jake Johnson's underappreciated. All right, he is. He is Peter B. Parker in uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider Verse, which is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Wait, who is he? He is Peter B. Parker. So he's the Peter, he's the Spider-Man who wears the sweatpants. And Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. The one who teaches Miles how to be Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. That's good. I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah it was hilarious because they had Chris Pine. So Chris Pine played Spider-Man. The one yep. who dies. Sorry, spoiler alert well, yeah. to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, yeah. And so they got somebody who sounded very similar to him to be the alternate Spider-Man. So they, you know, Jake Johnson. He sounds. They, I wish it would have. They, they should have just got. 
They should just got Tobey Maguire to do it. That's who it's supposed to be anyway. No, we're just going to get him in uh, the new live-action Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, allegedly. Nope, it's happening, <laughs> all right? Give it to know, us, people. Give it to us. Uh, Vince Vaughn was rumored to reprise his role from uh, oh, Lost Worlds, which would have been fucking awesome. Listen, I'm telling dope. Listen, I'm telling a lot of people. So, like I said before, my 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 newest addition to the to my family has he was named uh, Owen. But I'm just going to say he was named after Nick Van Owen because he's the cooler Owen. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Listen, Chris Pratt, I like you, but Nick Van Owen's the better Owen. <laughs> Right. I had to say it. I had to say it. I had to clarify all that. All and right. Your Owen is the cutest. Yes. He is so cute. He's a, he's a little he's potato adorable. man. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a there was actually a scene drawn up of there was supposed to be an animatronic T-Rex at like the entrance of Jurassic World. Like when you go into the uh the main street there, it was supposed to be like a big thing of an animatronic T-Rex. And there was supposed to be a scene where the Indominus goes up to the animatronic and it roars at her and then she rips the head off of the animatronic. Lame. Uh, and it was supposed to be, and, and a lot of people were talking about how it was, it was kind of like, oh, it's because, you know, this is a sign that CG is taking over, you know, those effects. And it was kind of too on the nose and it kind of was, it was like, but we don't want to find, you know, fully get rid of all that. We like the practical stuff. I think it would have been a cool visual thing to see, but I'm glad that they didn't put it in the movie. It just kind of would have been out of place. Absolutely. I think, um, but I actually, as far as that goes, something I do like is when they blend practical and digital effects. Mm-hmm. Like when they do like have a pre you ever seen the movie attack the block? Uh, I've never seen. No, I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it. Give it a chance, because like they take like the suits that the characters wear, and they look they look like they do on screen, but they just make them look slightly better with the digital effects. Is that the one with uh, John Boyega? Yes, it is. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I think Nick Frost is in that too, right? From I think so. Yes. Yeah, the one who always is with Simon Pegg. Yep. All right. I mean, there's a lot of like well, IMDb's got a lot of trivia, and I do you not. You can go forever. Have the time to go through all of this nonsense. So if you guys want to know more trivia about this film, there's a lot of other podcasts where I'll be talking about it. Uh, and uh, just go to IMDb or just watch yeah, the film and watch the behind the scenes. We'll give, you, yeah. we'll give you as much as I want to give you. Okay. And then we're going to talk about the plot of this movie. And uh, Angela, you're going to have to help me out because at, at a certain point, you know, having a, having a baby and having to do things while watching this movie, I, I stopped at a certain point. I don't know. I couldn't finish my notes. <laughs> I have my notes. <laughs> I did watch the whole movie, and I have Wikipedia to help me out. But you gotta uh, some of the plot might not be in order. So here we go, people. You know how this show goes; it never goes smoothly. But you guys, never. but you guys, listen to it for some reason. Here we Serbia are. Really? Does. Thank you, Serbia. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Serbia. <laughs> Holy Christ! <laughs> and thank you to everyone who watches the Jurassic Park three video because that video is is literally yeah. pushing a thousand views. <laughs> yeah, I see. It's like eight something. Listen, Jura Lost World right. is almost to a hundred views. Okay, let's go. <laughs> yes, everybody loves Glad the Jurassic films. All right. Okay. Oh yeah. Here we go. The plot of Jurassic World. Oh, another thing before we start this. Uh, this is the first movie I got. I brought my son to see in theaters. And as I mentioned, when we did the first Jurassic Park. 
uh, just as a highlight or a recap. Um, I was six years old going on to seven when I watched Jurassic Park in theaters, and my eldest, Victor, was six years old going on to seven when he saw Jurassic World in the theaters. So, perfect time gap. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my son was like three. <laughs> I don't know if he understood it when he watched it. He definitely watched it plenty of times after that. But yeah, it was the first movie I ever brought him to because he uh, loved Jurassic Park at a very, very young age, which was great. Yeah. All right. Now we are starting the plot of this movie. Let's talk about Dinsers. All right. So the opening of this, of course, is you get that really cool, uh, how all Jurassic Park movies start with that, like, very ominous, like, very low to high. But what are you laughing at? No, 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 it's, something, it's something that happened while we were watching the movie. Keep going. I'll tell you here. In just a oh, also, Not at you. The, Not music, at you. the music for this film was done by Michael Giacch- uh, Giacchino. Uh, he does a lot of uh, Pixar films. He's done so many movies, um, but also John Williams' epic score is used as it as it needs to be. If it's a Jurassic film, yeah. that theme better be playing. Yep. But I I have to shout out Michael Giacchino because he is a fantastic composer. Look him up. He's done a lot of amazing films. So yeah, so you get that very low to high ominous music in the beginning, and but you you open up to a couple eggs. And the eggs are hatching. And to be honest, I really like the visuals on this of mm-hmm. the, you know, it's it like just the claws coming out. Now, here's the thing. Is, are these the Indos being born? Yeah. Or are these raptors? They look like they're the Indominus because when it, after they break out of the eggs and then they, they focus on the one and it kind of like, oh, and then you hear the roar, it's like the Indominus roar. Okay. And I also realized the eye color was the same. It was the yellow like they had the yellow eyes, which yeah. whoever, they show a lot of close-up shots on the adult. Well, I don't know if you would call it an adult. It's probably not. No, it's not fully grown. Yeah, they, they but, you, get, but you that. see a lot of close-ups of its eye, and it's the same color. Mm-hmm. And then you get the title card. Title card. Yeah. And then you get a great shot, which when I, I remember seeing this in theaters and like, holy shit, they're going to just start off with a dinosaur where it's a close-up of the white or it's snow, of course. And then you get the big boom of a foot, but it's just a bird. And you're like, oh, shit, they got me. <laughs> that's, that's what I was laughing at because we were watching it. My daughter was there and, the you know, it transitioned to that. The, and then the bird came down and she's like, whoa, that dinosaur is big. And then it pans up to the bird. And she's like, oh, it's just a bird. <laughs> it's just the way she said it. I was like, OK, yes. Yeah, oh, just a bird. man. And this is where we meet uh, Zach and Gray. And his parents, uh, and they're going on vacation. And it's Christmas. This is a Christmas movie, motherfuckers. This is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Wait, is it really? I didn't even notice that it was Christmas. Yeah, I just thought it was winter. Place time. On it says this is for Christmas. It takes place uh, on Christmas. Okay, well here we go. Early Christmas uh, episodes for all of you, <laughs> right? What did you say? The the um, gray. Well. The Viewmaster. You made mention. Oh, of oh! At oh, the very that? beginning, when, yeah. when Gray, he's got one of the Viewmasters. He's mm-hmm. going through. Yeah. Uh, the the pictures are like colorized shots from um, the original Lost World from nineteen. It's like thirties. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-eight. It's pre. It's pre-audio. It's an old. And they're colorized ones because Willis O'Brien yeah, was. was like, let me get the exact. Was it like Garrett? Was it like Harry Harryhausen or something like that? Or Harry? It was Willis O'Brien. Willis O'Brien did Kong and a lot of those other original movies, and he he taught Ray Harryhausen. 
Ray, how to do stop Ray motion. Harryhausen. All yeah. right, that's who yeah. I'm thinking of. So yeah, it's vacation but, time. They're about to leave. Uh, Gray is, he's a very smart kid. There is a, there was a theory around, I don't know, they never clarify it, of course, and I'm not going to go too far into it, uh, but it is, it was, a lot of people state that he has Asperger's, that's why he is the way he is. Um, they never, you know, they don't, I feel like they don't need to, like, go into it too much. Um, you can kind of yeah. either take it or leave it. Uh, but he's a very smart kid. He has a lot of knowledge in his head about different things and some of the questions he asks uh throughout the film it's like okay that's it's not a question i think he it's just not most people would ask right okay i'm just trying (laughs) i know i know i'm trying to think i'm trying to help you out it's night it's 1925 by the way okay lost world was 1925 and then we get uh zach outside he's um saying goodbye to his girlfriend in the most awkward middle school way you know it's funny because you're like man what a weirdo and it's like no that's how middle school and early high school kids said goodbye or like were around their girlfriends or boyfriends during those times so i was like okay that fits oh by the way um gray his his believed like you said asperger's he has yeah was like i mentioned in the original jurassic park is inspired by the novelized version of tim because he's the same way with numbers okay, okay. Oh, that's yeah, cool. so i think that's that's a reference to that i know that jurassic there was <clears throat> jurassic world took uh some of the um some of the pieces of the novel of jurassic park and implemented into this i know like the interaction between misrani and Wu, uh, where they're talking about the mm-hmm. indominus and like you know who authorized this? You did, but it's a different, instead of it being Masrani, of course, in the novel, it's between Wu and Hammond, mm-hmm. which yep. I thought was cool. I like how, you yep. know, like, well, we're going to take a lot of things that they didn't incorporate into the original film and kind of incorporate into our film, but just kind of change it up so it makes sense to this uh, to this scenario, which I liked. Yes. So yeah, they're going to Jurassic World on vacation, but it's just Zach and Gray. The parents are staying back because they're having some marital problems. That they got to figure out. And then you get the, I love it where he's just like, well, what does he say something about like this? So much for having like a final dinner together. And she's like, why would you say something like that? Uh, It was breakfast. Oh, right. I just love, yeah, love it. We get, so yeah, so this is where you get to the boat. Like you go, they're on the, they're going onto the boat and he asks like, how much does the island weigh? Which is one of those questions you're like, Okay. Never, never thought I would ever have somebody ask that question, but okay. And they're going back to the OG Island. Jurassic World is all, this is what Hammond envisioned for Jurassic Park and more. This is the, the first time in the Jurassic franchise that we finally get to see a finished park. And uh, to be, I think it was like opened in 2005, according to, um, like trivia and from Colin Trevorrow stating that's like, it's been open for like 10 years. That's why you get a lot of Claire going, Oh, well, you know, people are getting bored of dinosaurs. And when she says that, I'm like, who gets bored of dinosaurs? These are dinosaurs, man. But yeah, I know kids get bored of things fairly quickly. Owen Grady mentions that later too. Yeah. He's like, they're dinosaurs. Wow. Enough. Yeah. Yep. So they're on the tram. Uh, going into or they get they they get off the boat and instead of it being their aunt who works at jurassic world it's uh, a woman named zara and she works for claire 
who is their mm-hmm. aunt. And sh- they ride the tram, which is the new way of getting into the park. Uh, and they're both having a conversation. That's when you notice the czar is reading one of Ian Malcolm's books. Because you can see his head on the back of the fold, as we stated in the beginning of the video. And that's when we get the uh, epic, you know, we get the new gate. You know, in the original movie, they're driving the the explorers yep. into the Jurassic Park gate. Now <laughs> we have the Jurassic World gate where the tram goes through, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and, but I, I love the visual of it in the second movie. So they're getting in there. They go to the hotel. They got like the cool like Disney like bands, the ones that let them yeah. like, cut line and stuff, which is actually it's just a rip off of the bands you get from Disney World or Disneyland. Oh, it's the exact same thing. They just slapped the Jurassic logo on it. Hell yeah. And we get probably that we get the I don't know if I really like the way that they used the this John Williams theme um, for this part where he opens up the doors or the like out to the balcony and it just shows the span of the park. But I understand it because it's finally showing that this is, you know, this is what we've been wanting for the last 20 years, you know, to see a completed operating park. But then you get to see everything behind the scenes and how running an amusement park is not easy. No, no, absolutely not. We find that we meet Claire. Uh, she do we meet does Claire run into the kids before she's talking to herself in the elevator or we meet her when she's in the elevator talking to the shareholder people meeting we meet her in the elevator okay and she's talking about her yeah she's talking about you know she's she's saying her name a lot like I'm Claire Denning I think that's her name and or Deering sorry she is like the she is the head of operations at Jurassic world. She is the one who pretty much makes sure that the park is running smoothly, that uh, new attractions are um, being put out there and everybody's having a good time and they're making a lot of money. Well, it's time for something bigger and with more teeth. And they, she talks to these shareholders about how people are getting bored of dinosaurs. Don't know how, but people are, and we need to make something new and scary. And what do they make? The Indominus Rex. It's bigger than the T-Rex, and it's made of many different dinosaurs. But it's classified, can't tell you what it is. Exactly. And that's when we get to see Wu for the first time since the original film. And he is looking sharp with his all-black ensemble. Looking good. Look. So Claire wears white, all white in this film, and it's actually a homage to John Hammond's attire in the original Jurassic Park where he wears all white. Uh, And I love, to be honest, after watching this, Wu wasn't as terrible as I remember from watching this back in the day where I was kind of given a lot of shit in in early videos. Like, why would they make him turn so fast? But he's just doing what he's told. And to be honest, he's taking, yeah, he might be taking advantage of the things that uh, Miss Ronnie is allowing from him. Um, and you know, yeah, he might, and he's, of course he's getting paid a lot of money to do these shady things, especially when you later find out that he's working with Hoskins, uh, to, well, oh, good. to create, uh, dinosaurs to use at, like in the military. Well, yeah, I mean, even in, uh, when we, back in the Jurassic Park three episode, we talked about the things he did in between this film and, uh, Jurassic Park three and, and Jurassic world where he, he always wanted to create life, his own life form. That's when he made that plant, and when he ended up helping with uh, Ms. Ronnie do the experiments with the dinosaurs in Isla Sorna, 
the amalgam experiments, which led to him being here. While, yes, this is something he wants to do, at the end of the day, Wu wants to do what Wu wants to do. Like, mm-hmm. he wants to make life. He's the person that wants to do this stuff. He's This is his life, his work, everything he's worked for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but again, that's why he's willing to do whatever it takes. And he does, I feel, a more reason why he does what he does later in the film. And, does it, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, he doesn't give a shit who's giving him the money as long as somebody's giving him money to do what mm-hmm. he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. He enjoys the science but he doesn't want to take the right. responsibility for what the science ends up doing. Yep. Which is, which it's funny because he, he states it to Miss Ronnie about how, what do you think we're doing up here? Like, what do you think we're mad scientists? Is like, you are in retrospect, yeah. you are a mad scientist. You are doing, you are creating all of these creatures and not understanding what the repercussions are going to be. Like, even when he finds yep. out the Indominus escaped and it's killing people, he's kind of just like, He's more more shocked by what the Indominus can do than what the Indominus is going to do. Like, oh, shit, it it camouflaged? Huh, interesting. Oh, it hid hid itself uh, from thermal imaging? What? Crazy. You're like, but people are dying. Maybe you should be more concerned about that. But he continues being a piece of shit in the next one, too. So fun, fun. Who's fun? He wants to have all the fun without the consequence. Exactly. Zach and Gray uh, hang out at the Welcome Center, and that's when they finally see Claire for the first time. And uh, clearly, she doesn't. She has only seen these kids a few times, and she even states it later in the movie that she's only, you know, seen them a few times in her life. Actually, I think that was part of one of the deleted scenes where she talks about how she's only seen the kids like three times in their entire lives. That doesn't surprise me. Because even when she's doing her work, yep, exactly. Uh, And she works on an island. You know, it's not like she can just like go hang out with them whenever she can. She literally lives on this island, which is in the middle of the ocean. Right. She so she's really busy. She can't hang out. She was the kids are expecting her to be bringing them, bringing them around the park. But she's busy. She's got to go make sure the park is running. She goes up to the control room and that's when we meet. Uh, I got to figure out what her name was in the movie. A Vivian. Vivian? I think it's... Yes, it's Vivian. Yep, Vivian and Lowry. Yeah, Uh, she was in Orange is the New Black. Yeah, she's been in some weird, wacky, like, Adam Sandler-produced movies, too, on Netflix. Oh, boy. I was like, I remember where I saw her from. It was, like, racking my brain trying to remember. I was like, oh, yeah. We... Yeah, so we meet those two characters. Uh, They're, like, the, the only people that talk in the control room. And we yeah. got Lowry, who is great because he's wearing a Jurassic Park shirt. And we get vintage. The, yeah, vintage. $300. Damn. Yeah. Like that park was legit. That is literally what but, he says. And it's great. But, you know, we, we talk about how much the shirt costs. Do you know how much money he would, a person in his position probably makes? Yeah. That's like yeah. working at a control center of an amusement park like that. You know how much money he probably gets paid? Probably a ridiculous amount. Yeah. So I'm sure he can afford a few $300 t-shirts. But she's like, uh, is that bad taste? Bad taste. So we get a, so Lowry, like we were stating before, he wear he's wearing the glasses that Nedry wears in the original film. Also his, his desk is very, uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on on his desk, but it's more organized unlike Nedry's. But so it's kind of like a cleaner Nedry. 
you know, and a nicer Nedry. He's not, he's, he's about like, even like at the end of the film, he's more about helping than Nedry where he's like money, steal stuff. I'm out of here. <laughs> Gotta yeah, go. yeah. Which is great. And yeah, I mean, and anybody who is a fan of new girl out there, he is literally Nick Miller, uh, who works at Jurassic world. That's his character from new girl. Oh, okay. He's, fan- okay, he's fantastic. So Claire then gets to go on a helicopter ride with the, the man himself, Masrani, played by Irfan Khan. And he's learning how to fly the helicopter with uh, an instructor. And the funniest thing is with like, they're having this conversation on the helicopter about how, you know, pretty much Miss Ronnie is making it out like, yay, everything's good. It's fine. Why are you stressing so much? He's like, I have to make sure this shit runs like you're over here flying around a helicopter, making buttloads of money. And I gotta make sure your park runs like right flawlessly and i love it when they land and then the the flight instructor gets out and throws up my wife's like but he's the flight instructor why is he throwing up and why isn't claire throwing up like everybody should be getting a little woozy but okay i was like it's because they wanted to put something amusing in there and i no one laughed Mm -hmm. i didn't think it was amusing i was like that guy's just got a weak stomach maybe you shouldn't be an instructor yeah so we find out where they're going they're flying to the new to go visit the new dinosaur, the Indominus Rex. And we get the cool shot where they're inside the viewing area and they get to see, like, you can see her behind the brush. You kind of just see, like, the top of her body and her eye, which you also, this is where you get your first close-up of her eye. Mm-hmm. Also get uh, how she, like, she was trying to break out. Like there was the glass that was sh- kind of shattered or was like cracked yeah. right by her head. It's like, what happened yeah. to that? Oh, she tried to break the glass. Well, no shit. We get a better interaction in this enclosure later in the film, but oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we pretty much, you know, it's just them explaining about like, this is what you guys wanted. You wanted the wow factor and this is what you're going to get. So Miss Ronnie then tells Claire about Owen Grady and she clearly knows who he is. Mm-hmm. But he states that he was a Navy man who is here, you know, and he wants his opinion on the Indominus before they put it out uh, for the public. And this is where we get to visit the Raptors. And to be honest, I hate the Raptors in these movies. Rap time. I <laughs> love the original Raptors, even from Jurassic Park 3. I really like the Raptors. and I just don't like it, but I understand the relationship that I like the relationship between Owen and Blue um, and some of the, I just, I don't know. I think it's just the CG. I did not like the looks of the Raptors. The Raptors for me were fine until about a little over halfway through the movie. And I was like, I think I'm just being too hard on them. They they were fine. We had the jump the shark moment. Yes. I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So Owen is training them. uh, And he, yeah, he's got like the clicker and he's throwing food to him and doing things. And that's when we meet Hoskins, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. He is just a dick and he works for InGen. Well, yes, InGen is still part of this universe. He is like the so InGen is literally like the military division of Miss Ronnie's company. Because when because I'm guessing, well, because so Hammond owned InGen. InGen was the company that yeah. founded or that was the money was being used to create Jurassic Park. Hammond sold InGen to Miss Ronnie mm-hmm. to uh, before he, of course, before he died. 
And I think InGen just turned into like the military division of Misrani's company. Seems that way, yeah. Because I'm, to be honest, I really never looked too far into it. And I know some people probably have. I don't know what InGen primarily is, what their purpose was before. All I know is that Hammond owned it. Well, InGen InGen was the entirety of the company in the last three movies. It was, it's internet, it was, uh, it's like uh, international genetics. Oh, okay. Is what is what it was short for, and that's where they just that's where it all came from. But like you said, I think engine ended up becoming more of like a militarized security division, and then they like took all the genetic engineering to another sector of Mizrani Corporation, and right just took the asses when he bought it. I was, I have no I'm just guessing. I have no clue, but there is a military division within the company associated with engine. So gotcha. So Hoskins is talking to Owen about, hey, is uh, we want to we want to put these Raptors into the field. We want to weaponize them. And he's like, hell no. And as all this is going on, the new guy is trying to f- wrangle up a pig in the enclosure, and he pig on the loose. Yep, just let it get eaten, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why this? Why would just let it get eaten? The kid gets pulled in, and that's when Owen has to go in there and do his his thing, where he goes up and he's like, ah. I see you blue or whatever. He's talking to them all trying to get them to back up and yep. you get the, the awesome Raptor noises as they're getting aggressive towards them. And the kid escapes. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get the awesome, like he rolls in there and they've all crash into the gate and he's talking to the kid. And he's like, never turn your back to the cage. And that's when you get the one Raptor is just like, it's got his fucking nose through the thing, just like growling at him. And then he's like, all right, I'm out. They held on that shot for too long. Yeah. When he crashes, when like, when he rolls through and the gate goes down, I think it should have just been like he rolls through and like it just whatever for whatever just make it slam quickly and then they hit it. But it's like he rolls, and it's like way too long yeah. in between. It needs to be need to be quicker because they would have been quicker. Karen uh, calls Zach and figures out that Claire isn't with them, which makes makes her sad. Uh, Zara, what? And that's when you hear about Zara, like when they're at the petting zoo, which is cute. You get the baby dinosaurs; they get to ride them. <laughs> is cool but you hear zara in the background she's talking to somebody about her wedding she's planning her wedding which makes her death so much worse which i never picked on picked up on on any prior um film or any prior viewings of this film and we get owen uh claire meeting or claire is going to see owen and she gets a call from karen and she's like you know she starts crying because they're going through some stuff and she never gets to see him it was kind of a pointless conversation that i did not enjoy even this recent yeah just i don't care it's trying to make her seem like she needs to give more shit to about her nephews right don't worry she does later on when less about your work yeah right but then we get more awkwardness when claire gets to owens and they're having the weird conversations and that's when owen says stupid shit like dinosaurs they just want to eat and they just want to I, was, I hated it. Come on, bro. Like he's just he's just being slimy. Gross. Stop it, Owen. <laughs> but yeah, what so so Claire pretty what much wants you... Owen to go visit the Indo like wants to go see the new dinosaur. Yeah, he's supposed to inspect the that's the right. contain the paddock. Right. Okay, that's what he was doing. Vulnerabilities. Okay. All right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually well he wanted to go consult with her in his bungalow. Oh, yes, which is another awesome thing to say to somebody. 
that's later when they stick together. Yeah. yeah. Survive. Yeah. It's just, it's just an awkward conversation. Zach and Gray, they go to the Mosasaurus and they look like they're having a lot of fun. And we get the, the finally. Zach finally looks like he starts having some fun. He's like, yes. put your fucking boat out and watch this dope ass aquatic reptile. Yeah. And you get the, the Mosasaurus is getting fed a great white shark, which uh, they actually shot this. And Colin Trevorrow was nervous that he like that Steven Spielberg was going to think they were kind of like poking fun at Jaws. But Steven loved it because he was going to remove it. And Steven's like, no, leave it in there. It's cool. It's kind of like an homage. Like you're paying homage to Jaws. Not, you know, I didn't feel insulted. Yeah. It didn't feel insulted by it, which I thought was really cool. Yep. Most of the source is cool as hell. It's probably oh, yeah, one of the see. coolest dinosaurs in this fucking movie. Is it considered they a dinosaur? No. no. Okay. See, that's why I had to ask. That's why I had to ask. I was about to like, no! Wait, so does a dinosaur, what's the definition of a dinosaur? It has to be on land? No, no, not necessarily. Dinosaurs, it's their hip structure. Because their hips are more like birds. Right? Right, okay. Okay, so so think of it this way. It's like if somebody came up to you and said, a dog is the same thing as a bear. Is it? No. No. Exactly. Okay. All right. See, I said what I said, and then I had to make sure I asked the expert here to make sure. I'm not an expert. I, I just, I just, I'm just a fickle little whiny baby. It's the coolest it. creature in this movie. In it my is opinion. way too big. It is way too big. It, but were Mosasaurus not that big? They were large, but they weren't that big. Even, even apparently compared to the one in, in um, Fallen Kingdom. Oh, it was the same it's one. Bigger. It's bigger. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's growing. Films. It's growing. Yeah. It's got to get bigger. But but they're like, I think the largest Mosasaur is like 40 or 50 feet long. And I think in this film, film it's like 60 to 70 feet. That's a big But one. that could be from this. That could be from the, the whole genetic splicing. Right. Yeah. Just the way which they explain, create. which they explain because there's they didn't they didn't make the Mosasaur. You can't make the Mosasaur off of mosquito DNA. Right. Because there's no mosquitoes in the water. So there was a different kind of procedure they found, which had something to do with something to do with rust or iron deposits in aquatic reptiles when they fossilize or something like that is how they managed to they managed to get a DNA sequence out of that. And that's how they came back. Or that's how they explain in like deep lore how they came back. That's interesting. It's not. Go ahead. (laughs) So Claire Claire and Owen get to the uh, enclosure and. She, you know, Claire's telling Owen about like, hey, what, you know, what's it called? She says some calls him the Indominus Rex. The Indominus Rex. Rex. <laughs> we had to think of a name. Yeah, that was scary. We had to think of it was scary, and this little easy. kids could pronounce. It was something was easy to pronounce. You yeah. ever seen? Like, ever heard a little kid say Archaeornithomimus? You ever heard yourself? Or you ever listened to yourself say it? <laughs> it's literally the scene. Scene. <laughs> Yeah. So they go inside and um where is it at? And Owen That's is great Owen is telling Claire he's, he's like, just has she ever been outside of this? Like, does she know she you know, is this all she knows? And literally the only th- only interaction she has with anything is with the crane that brings down her food. That's not life. And so she's curious about what's on the other side of that wall. And they can't find her on the thermal imaging and everybody's freaking out because everything is just like where's she at and that's when owen's like were those scratches there before and it's just scratch marks all the way up this wall it's terrifying you could actually go to hawaii where they filmed this movie and they actually have this enclosure 
with the scratch marks on it. Do they still cool. have it up? Yeah, you, it, it's oh, part of like the tour that you can take. My well, a guy I know just went there huh. within the last month. Oh, absolutely, I want to go. I like. Um, I actually one thing I do like that they incorporate in this movie because it was uh, I used to work in an animal behavior lab is animal behavior is like I think that's interesting. Like where he talks about like uh, like bonding and you know building relationships, interacting with other other creatures in their environment, like with the raptors and with mm-hmm. Indominus being separated and only knowing food is the only positive stimuli. This crane, yeah. that's life, you know, and even mentions creatures raised in captivity. Uh, don't always turn out well. Right. So. So this is what I was, this is just seeing confused the shit out of me. So she leaves. She's like, I gotta go see Control to see where it is. She calls Control, who tells her that it's still there. Why is she driving? Just yeah. walk outside, make a phone. Where's the dinosaur at? And also, um, for safety reasons, why are all three people inside the enclosure? There's not one person on the outside. Why is Big Boy... Not up in the freaking thing, just in case. Oh shit! Get out. Why did they not verify her lo- the, her location before they even went the fuck in the enclosure? There was zero need for them to be in there. Hundred no, percent. I would have been like, stay- "Nope, I'm gonna." You tell me. Make sure she's in there. If she's not in there, why the fuck are they in there? Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean- it is. It does make for a good scene, yes. but it's really dumb how they got there. Oh, it's so stupid, though. So stupid. Not uh, the first time this happens in this movie, mind you. No. Where am I here? Uh, like when, like, like when they're in the the room with the glass, and she's like tapping on the window. Yeah, why did you tap on the damn window? It's not a fish tank. <laughs> so yeah, so they find out. So Glowery verifies. Nope, she's still in there. And like, well, there's people in there. What? <laughs> Why are there people, people in that? So they got to run. We get, the and then one- there's random interference. Like I can't hear you. There's interference. Why is there interference? Of course there is. Why? <laughs> so of course the Indo comes out of nowhere. It chases one technician down, eats him up, and you get the gobbles cool- him. Right yeah, up. and you get the the cool. It's like you don't see him. You just see her crunch down, and you see the blood kind of spray through the foliage. Yeah, they do a good job of like partially obscuring her through most of the scene. Yes. You don't really see the full shot. Yeah. And so, yeah, so the one guy somehow outran Chris Pratt and gets to the door to unlock it. Oh, no, the big guy. Yeah. Did he run beforehand? Well, no, no. Yeah. They, they, they ran, they started running and the big guy's like, fuck this. And like turns around and starts opening the gate. Like he didn't even get that far from the gate. They were by those guys were already bolt. That's why. All right. So he opens the gate and they tell him to to close. They tell him to close the gate, but Owen's still running, and he slides through. But guess what? Not in time for that door to close because the Indo s- smashes through. And I love the sound of the the locking mechanism as it's trying to close. It's like trying to close, and then it just kind of rips the door open. I love it. Yeah, yeah, such a yeah. Cool. You can see the Indominus re- react when the door kind of closes on its body. It's yeah. just like yeah, but you can no, hear and, uh, that mechanism, which is fucking great. Oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, it should be noted that Masrani is the one that's tell- telling them, close it. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. And I was talking about. Close it? Yep, he's a dick. So we get outside, and the Indo escapes, and we have Big Boy. I'm sorry. He's just, I don't know this guy's name. I just know him as, like, that's what I'm, that's his title. 
He's a bigger guy. He's he hides behind a truck or he hides in front of this uh, like repair truck and Owen slides under, which is the coolest slide. Did you see the slide, man? He was yeah, he's just like, like <laughs> slid perfectly under that truck. It was great. Nailed it. And he just watches the dude as he's like peeking. I love where he's like peeking around the corner and you just see the tail of the Indo. Yeah. And that's when the Indo rips the truck up into the air and you just and it crashes next to Owen and Owen can see him through the window. And it's just the guy just accepting his fate. He's fucked. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, like and literally that's what you could read. You could, you could read his mind. He's going fuck and just gets yeah. nommed on. And that's when Owen decides to grab the fuel line out of the truck, cut it, douse himself in gasoline to hide his smell. Yeah. And Good that's call, when you get the, the really cool shot of the Indominus kind of peeking under the truck and, you know, trying to find him, but she can't smell him. Because he smells like gasoline, and this is where I, th- this is where I thought they could have used a practical head, but yeah. we got we got what we got, and I well, it is what it is. They do mention that in the Indominus. I- I'm sure she knew he was there because the Indominus has the heat pits, like snakes, and can yeah. detect heat thermal thermal signatures. And but but I was telling me and Angel were talking about that. Anybody that has ever fueled a vehicle up in their life should know fuel is extremely potent smelling. Yeah. And like, she probably is like, I'm not dealing with this and just went on her way. Right. Cause I'm pretty sure she knew he was there. She wasn't like, Oh, this, there's nothing here. So necessarily that she didn't know that he was there, but like there's, they have really sensitive yeah. smell yeah. smellers. So I would have thought that she would get a whiff of, that but also get a whiff of because he's he's going to be sweating so he's going to be putting off yeah but just pheromones think of, think of this way i'm going to put this in the bluntest way as possible you ever had a bad smell in your house and you smell, smell a super strong deodorizer over it yeah same thing or you light a candle to mask a, or you go in the bathroom some people will light a match and that sulfur smell the gasoline will overpower everything so the indo is now going towards the park and Claire is like, well, once it get, if it gets too close to the park, it's going to shock it. It's like, yeah, because that's going to work. Four, four miles, it's four, got four miles, four miles. closest. Right. So she, so that's when everybody's trying to figure out what to do, and they're like, well, we're just going to send ACU, which is asset control unit, uh, with non lethals to go stop the endo. This all works out great, huh? <laughs> Fantastic. It all it all goes great. It all goes pear shaped. We get the really awkward conversation of Zach and uh, Gray on the tram talking about how, you know, Gray's all upset because his parents are going to get divorced. And Zach's like, no, they're not. And you just get that whole thing. Zach, Gray's crying about it, all that stuff. Or you and, found out the two, the two letters from different t- attorneys and their divorce attorneys, and Gray looked it up. Mm-hmm. And Zach's just being, you know, a teenage older brother. He's like, you get two of everything. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to kill him every day. <laughs> the way he tried to console him. Well, You're going to cry about he, it? He, look how Victor does it. I know. Really, he's an older teen that doesn't understand, and he's just, he doesn't know. My, just, you don't have to be my nine-year-old my nine year old son is like that to my six-year-old. Like, he's, they're just, he's very blunt with her. Yeah, just fusses, and like, like just, he just, his only reaction is, you know, when Victor, when you confront him about something, his, like, reaction is to be defensive or mm-hmm. snappy. It's teenagers. And Gray notices the trucks, the ACU trucks driving uh, in the distance towards where they need to go. Claire goes back to the control and tries to get the situation under under control. I said control twice in that sentence. Yay. 
Owen shows up. <laughs> Owen shows up and tells everybody that the Indo is doing this because she doesn't know any better. She's never seen anything outside of her enclosure. This is all new. And she is just doing what she was created to do. And with her being a new species, they don't really know what she's going to do. There's no precedent. Exactly. And she doesn't even know what she's going to do because she's like, like he was saying, she's seeing everything for the first time. She yeah, doesn't. She's going to find. She's trying to find herself her place in the food chain. Mm-hmm. And of course, people are to blame because they created this thing. Mm-hmm. A- ACU is wandering around the forest trying to find uh, the Indo and they get ambushed because she can camouflage. And it just starts, just starts. Oh yeah, you stayed. I remember you talking about that in one of the other. Yeah, the Carnotaurus did it in uh, the Lost World. uh, No, right. So now the Indo. So we find out the Indo can camouflage. It can avoid thermal uh, detection, and it can remember where they put the tag in its body because she rips that thing out. Yep. Owen advises them to shut down the park, and he gets kicked out of there. And uh, but that's when you get the great line where Owen goes up to Miss Ronnie and goes, you better uh, I would have a word with the people in your in uh, in the lab. And Miss Ronnie kind of is like, OK, I guess I should go talk to Wu. Well, another thing there is it kind of reinforces Miss Ronnie's position on it, because he even tells them he's like, you need to get live ammunition. You need to kill this thing because mm-hmm. it's just going to kill everybody like it's going to kill all this ACU. It's not going to work. And he, he you know. Him having some military training, and of course, knowing, at least from the raptors, how these animals behave, uh, it kind of has a better idea than most of those people in there because they're more administrative right. and, uh, uh, you know, operations specialists. But anyhow, uh, but that's just Ms. Ronnie not one. Oh, we've got $23 million in that asset. You know, it's more, it's all about, even though he's earlier in the movie said it's not about the money, at the end of the day, for him, it's about the money. Right. Ms. Ronnie goes. Yeah. Well, go ahead, sorry. So, uh, and then, of course, well, before Owen leaves, he knocks over uh, Lowry's dino display, little dino toys. <laughs> Poor Lowry, dude. Yeah, what did he do to you? <laughs> uh, Zach and Gray go to the gyrospheres just as the ride gets closed down. Steven Spielberg was actually the one who came up with the idea for the gyrosphere, which is really right. cool. There's some cool scenes with it. Gotta love, gotta love that Steven had a lot of uh, input in these films, even though he's not the director, which I appreciate. Hoskins is notified of the Indo escape and InGen then moves in because he's got that smiley grin. People are dying. Happy times. All right, Hoskins, relax, dude. <laughs> Miss Ronnie, then he goes down and talk to Wu. Uh, and this is when you get the weird thing. Like, as as much as Wu is a piece of shit, he is he's proved like he's not wrong about no. a lot of the things he's stating to Miss Ronnie. Like, you told me to do these things. You're the one who told me to do this. You wanted it to be scarier, more teeth, which this won't be the last time we hear that goddamn phrase. Nope. Need more teeth. This this scene was fine. The later scene, I'm like, oh, come on. It's just Yeah, dumb. I, know. I know. But yeah, so he's like, listen, you told me to do this. So you, you can't be coming to me and telling me I did something wrong when it was on you. I like the interaction between them because he's like, Sorry, I didn't yeah. tell you to make a monster. And he's like, monster's a relative term. Uh, to a mouse, a cat is a monster mm-hmm. or something along the lines. Canary. canary. To a canary, yeah. a cat's a monster. Yeah. We're just used to being the cat. Yeah. We're just used to being the cat. I like. 
I like. Well, no, technically, I blame both of them because this is this is Wu diverting the blame. Oh yeah, because he's just diverting the blame. Because admittedly, he is doing what he's told. My biggest problem is Ms. Ronnie owns the company, but they will not tell him what's in this dinosaur. Yep. He owns this company. Yep. And they will not tell him what the fuck's in this. But that you know is why a problem. They won't. They won't tell him what is in this. And even he also mentions why the dinosaurs aren't accurate because he even says they filled the gene gap. But if it was pure DNA, the dinosaurs would, all of them would look much different. Because I love Jurassic Park, but most of the dinosaurs aren't um, very, or not very accurate. I mean, they no. are, but they aren't in no. some aspects. So um, they've got a lot of shrink wrapping and shit going on. Mm-hmm. So. They got something with the, the wrists. What the fuck is the term? I'm trying to think. There's something with their wrists pronated. All the, I don't know specifically what it means, but there's something in the way their wrists are turned. Oh. All the Jurassic Park bipedal dinosaurs are like this, and it, I don't think it's necessarily accurate. Like that. The dinosaurs' wrists. Um, they, they all like, go they like up and like down. This. They all go yeah. this way. Yeah. Yeah. Vertic- up and down vertically. Yeah. Which yeah. when there would be some that would be rotated in, they're all like that. They're all right. Which is not. Which is not necessarily accurate. Oh, and also another fact about gene splicing. This this is all going back about stuff you mentioned about the novel. Because the original Jurassic Park novel has a lot more to do with the gene splicing aspect. Obviously, the, just the, the raw science of these. And I like this movie for the fact that they bring more of the raw science into it that was ignored in like 2 and 3 for the most part. Not even just from a genetics, but like the animal behavior side of everything. Uh-huh. Um, but one thing is, is, is you notice the Indominus Rex. Um, has opposable thumbs. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Because when the, that first ACU dude, he grabs him, like grabs him, finger oh, out. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. He's got him in. He's got him in his hand. Yeah. And if you go through, the, you can find a list of all the dinosaurs that were used for the Indominus. However, the the thumb is the only thing pe- that that can't be explained why it has an opposable thumb. Because there's no dinosaur out of those that are listed that have an opposable thumb like that. In fact, I don't think any dinosaur has an opposable thumb. It's very interesting. Anyway, carry on. Uh, Claire finds finds out that Zack and Gray are still out in the gyrosphere, so she entrusts Owen to help her. Uh, This isn't where we get the um, Dilophosaurus uh, hologram. That was earlier in the film, but I wanted to mention it. Uh, It's actually just... It's at the end of the movie. That's right, because it's supposed to... It interacts with the raptor. Uh, so okay then we'll talk about that when we get to that scene uh so yeah so she asked she's like listen uh, my nephews are out there and i love when she says like oh right, how old are they well one's like this <laughs> big he's and then one's a couple of years younger he's like he's like that and he's like you don't know how old your nephews are like and she's pretty like no i don't <laughs> <laughs> zach and gray uh they encounter some veggie dinos in the field they get to see some really cool like the triceratops and the stegos and a lot of other dinosaurs which is great and is this where Owen? i think owen and claire they're driving and they discover the dead apatosauruses not yet not yet they uh they need to get uh, uh this is this is owen and gray that they, they go off road first then they find the apatosaurus right yeah because he's like we can stay out a little longer yeah does gray uh, gray and zach get attacked by the endo first oh and zach is that is that what the order they're in yeah, I think so. I think they get attacked. They discover the pot of sources. Then they discover the gyrosphere, right? The well, yeah, the, the, they're in the gyros. The, well, they're in the gyrosphere. They see all the um, 
they're, they're with the triceratops and all that stuff in the field. And yeah. then they find that one gate that's ripped open, which is clearly from the Indominus or something has ripped the part of the field to the old section open. And he and, and Zach's just doing what he can to try to make Gray happy, cheer him up. So he's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go off road. You know, we can we got VIP passes, man. And then they go back in the woods and he finds all those ankylosaurs in the trees. Yes. And is that when they get attacked? Yeah, because yes. so, he he's like, dinosaurs are. yeah, yeah, he's like, I thought you were good at math. There's only four there's dinosaurs. Yeah. No, he's like, there's five. And, and that's you, when they get attacked. Yeah, you get the great reflection of the endo. <laughs> it's there the whole time. And like, I never noticed it until like, I thought it just kind of shows up during the scene, but it's literally there the whole time. So I love the attack scene between the endo and the ankylosaurus. Uh, because mm-hmm. it's it's exactly what a uh, you know a, a predator does to like a turtle, it, you know the turtle's soft spot is you know its stomach, so you have to turn it on its back, and the same thing with an ankylosaurus is they have all that armor on the top, and they're vulnerable on the bottom, and so the endo mm-hmm. knows, you know, it's super smart. It knows how to yep. its its hunting instinct is so strong. It literally slices at the leg, flips it over. And then starts devouring it, but then it t- it turns its focus on the gyrosphere, and that's when it like opens its mouth so wide, and and it grabs it and its teeth, you know, go into it, and it starts to pick it up and smash it into the ground. Yeah. And how Zach and Gray were able to get out of that, I'm still questioning it. To this, it's day. A cool scene though, but I agree. it is a cool <laughs> scene, and the fact that they outran the endo was pretty crazy. Yeah. But, well, I mean, we really? talked about this in Jurassic Park three too. Like, uh, well, actually, that's that scene you mentioned when they run out of the woods away from it, and the Endo comes after them, and they're kind of running through the open field, and the Endo comes out of the trees, kind of looks, yep. sees it, and it goes after. It reminds me of the Spinosaurus scene, yeah, from three. It, it looks like the same exact the spot. It looks like it the does, same exact does. spot. Like, hey. Yeah, so they have to jump into the river from a cliff, uh, which was cool i love i i love when the endo is trying to peek over and it's on all fours and it's like yes. peeking over the side trying to see it's like a dog it's like trying yeah, to yeah. like where's the toy where's the fun like i really and then, i think i appreciate the uh the indominus every more every time i watch this movie i think it's got a really yeah. cool design uh the, the the sound of it is really cool i love the how it's white and even i love yes. christmas ronnie even states that it's like oh it's white i didn't know I didn't know that's what it was going to look like. Well, and when, especially, well, another thing I know of note in this scene I like is actually smart, big brain move as far as these movies, as far as movies go. They both jump into the water and Zach pulls on uh, Gray, keep him to hold up. Don't go up yet. Wait in the water longer. Yeah. So, give him time, which is like, whoa, holy shit. Somebody's thinking today. Smart kids, <laughs> man. These kids are smart. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, so this 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 is when they discover the dead apotosauruses, right? Yes, yes. Okay, is which is the only this is the only scene we get uh, practical effects. Yeah, they hold the 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 dying apotosaurus's head in their hands. You get and you get Claire kind of changing her tune about things because she was just like they're animals, you know. She's very kind of deflecting everything like they're just big dumb animals. Where now yeah. she's appreciating like, oh shit, this is bigger than. We all thought they're assets. Yeah, yeah, they were just assets. Kind of compart, kind of compartment, compartmentalizing things. Right. We 
so yeah, so they discover those. Then they discover the broken gyrosphere. They discover Zach's broken phone. And she thinks the worst, but they figure out that they escaped, that they jumped into the river and they could be still alive. Oh, I love it. She's like, well, you, you can find him. You can track him, right? And he's like, I was in the Navy, not Navajo. Not the Navajo. <laughs> we then, is this when Zach and Gray uh, find Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah, the original visitor center. Yep. So they go into that. You get the the big nostalgia for anybody who's you know yep. seen the original. You get to him picking up the banner that falls down when the T Rex roars at the end. Uh, when was it? When dinosaurs ruled the earth? Yep. We get the bones from the the fossils that were hanging there in the yep. opening. We get the uh, the cool mural that has the raptor yep. that in the original film the raptor was like walked behind it. Which is really yeah. cool, and that's great. That's the one that Zach touches too. Yep. And then they go into a garage, and we get to see the old jeeps, and raincoats. Yeah, the raincoats. Yeah. We got the uh, night vision goggles. Yep. Which is really cool, but also, uh, so these cars have probably been sitting here for twenty-two years. You're easily just going to switch out the batteries and get this thing running. Well, and where did this battery come from? This battery, and also that battery looked like it was for like a go kart, not for a fucking car. <laughs> okay. Mm. I think they got the battery from the the wrecked side by side. Because remember, right before they found oh, the visitor center, there was the 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 helmet that was slashed open, the hat for somebody that worked for Jurassic World, and there was like the side by side that was wrecked. Uh, it was back there in the tree. So and then, which which explains where they got the battery, but that still does not explain the fact that these are all fuel injected jeeps. Those injectors, fuel pumps, fuel lines, brake lines, that stuff would in, in a humid environment like that would probably be eaten away, corroded. Oh, dunked yeah. up the fuel would be fucking ruined you could not drive these vehicles yeah dude remember we got our grandpa's old malibu running well, that's <laughs> different it's not the same you were not in the middle of the woods oh man so good it was stupid but you know what it had to progress the plot so we had we had this all right nostalgia yeah we so yeah so they they get that going they drive away and right as that happens pretty much that's when claire and owen show up and they're like, oh, shit, how did this happen? How did they get this going? And that's the, when the Indo also shows up to say hello and crashes through the roof. And you get the really cool thing where they have to run in the, the other Jeep just sl slams into the wall. All practical, by the way. They actually Good. took that Jeep and slammed it up against the wall, which is well, the I did. That, that was actually there's not really a lot of. There's not a whole lot of jump scares in the movie, but that one I thought was good because oh. it like sticks its head in and then goes away. And like, oh, good. And there's like that long period you think mm -hmm. it's going to pop right out and long in and then it comes to the ceiling. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's good. And that's what they have to run. They run through the visitor center. They run out the front door and the Indo just fucking just bulldozes its way through. Crushes the T-Rex skull that's in there. Yeah. Oh, that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. And I then the helicopter that. goes overhead and the Indomus is like, whoa, what's that? And follows the helicopter oh right is this the one that Masrani's flying where they yeah. strapped the uh the machine gun to which we we, yeah. we didn't mention owen actually tells them hey you should do this but they, yeah. you guys got a big old gun strapped to a helicopter and shoot this thing and Ms. Ronnie's like i can do it and you're like but uh, you probably shouldn't you got trained people there that can fly for you yeah I'm sure i can't find your instructor yeah, yeah i'm sure there's so other people that can fly it so yeah so they are chasing the, the Indo down they're shooting at it and they're heading towards the aviary 
oh boy. If you thought the birdcage scene in Jurassic Park 3 was crazy, uh-uh. You haven't oh, seen yeah. the Jurassic World aviary scene. Woo! We get uh, the Indo literally just full-fledged bulldozing through this fucking wall into the aviary. It starts roaring, tries getting everybody all stirred up, and that's when uh, the pterosaurs start coming out and they start hitting the helicopter and causing destruction and that's yeah. when Masrani's helicopter crashes and RIP. But you get the really cool scene when the helicopter crashes and you got the explosion behind the Indominus as it's running towards the screen, yeah. which or towards, yep. you know, the camera, which is fantastic. Cool guys, don't look at explosions, dude. Nope. So yeah, so this is when uh well, Claire and Owen are in the like on they're pretty far from the aviary, but they see everything happen, but they also see like the the skies turning dark as all of the terror was it so there was uh Pteranodons and what was the other one? Dimorphodons? Yep, yep. That's correct, sir. Which those things are terrifying to Yeah, right? <laughs> they're tiny, but they're scary. So yep. they're flying towards everybody, and that's when we get everybody is like huddled up on Main Street in Jurassic World. And that's when we hear the announcing voice talking about how there is a breach. In one of the enclosures. You do a containment anomaly. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that sounds terrifying. Uh, so yeah, so the all the, the pterosaurs and the dimorphodons are flying towards the park where everybody is all huddled in Main Street. And we get the chaotic, just everybody is scrambling around. We get the Jimmy Buffett cameo running with his his <laughs> his margaritas. And that's when Owen and Claire and the kids or well, the kids show up with the Jeep and they're running through and they're avoiding all the things people are getting picked up. And this is when Zara has the worst death in this franchise. She gets picked up by one Pteranodon. It's flung and then she gets dropped. And another Pteranodon picks her up, flies her over the Mosasaur enclosure or tank. Sorry, it's an aquatic animal. And, and again, it like dro- they it drops them into the water and it like starts to they, like like dive bomber. Yeah. And then yeah. that's when the mosasaur comes out and grabs her and a pteranodon at the same time and god damn. Well, she's horrific. like the pteranodon's going to get crushed like it's it's like neck pretty much got broken when it clamped its jaws shut. She is further back. Oh, yeah. So she's going to be smashed by the top and lower of the roof. Yeah. Or she's just going to asphyxiate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, a whole, shit way to go. It's a horrifying death. Uh, cool. Cool, fa- mm-hmm. cool fact, though, is that Katie McGrath, who plays Zara, she did all of her own stunts. Oh, that's cool. Really? Hell yes. yeah, dude. Kudos for yeah. her. Which was great. So, yeah, she's, she's dead. And Owen and Claire show up and they're staying, you know, Owen's got his tranquilizer gun and he starts shooting all the, all the flying creatures. And we get the cool scene where one of the Pteranagons gets shot and it's, it falls to the ground and its beak comes really close to stabbing Gray in the face. And then a Dimorphodon gets on the back of Owen and starts attacking him. And that's when Claire shoots it like five times. And then he's dead. Yeah. And then Owen gets up and they kiss. And clearly things are still happening around them, but they are super chill. And they're like, we got to go. And they're like, what? Why are we not freaking out more? Okay. Crazy. Right. Yeah. So since Masrani is dead, 
Hoskins is now in control of everything. He orders, he is now like the Raptors of mine. So I am going to use them as I please. So he uses them. He's going to use them to track down the Indominus. And Owen is like, fuck you are. And he's like, well, listen, I don't care what you think. You're either going to help me or get the fuck out. So Owen decides to help him. Here comes that jumping the shark moment. Mm. So, (laughs) so we get, they're getting the Raptors ready. And, you know, Owen talks about how he's the alpha of the Raptors. And so they hook him up with these, with the cameras and then that's when they Owen's on his motorcycle, vroom, vroom. <laughs> and yeah, he's gonna he's yeah. gonna drive through the fucking jungle with the Raptors running alongside him. Vroom, vroom. This was supposed to be in Jurassic Park two and three. It's dumb. Scene as fuck. It's, it's they, dumb they, as fuck. <laughs> they said earlier in the movie, Owen Grady himself said when he when hot uh, hot skin hot skins Hoskins. I'll get it eventually. Hoskins, <laughs> right? That's great. Hoggendoss. Hoggendoss. There you go. He's have all kinds of names. When Hoskins says that when he's overseeing it, and he's like, oh, wow, you know, whatever, you did a good job. And he's like, it doesn't always go this well. This is not, it, it's like <laughs> very low chance that this is all, or very, at least 50 50 shot. It's even halfway successful when they do these exercises normal in captivity. Uh-huh. Why the fuck is it just going to work now? I know it's good. This is the moment. Like, I was like, no, like, <laughs> no, like the movie's still in. This is just the point. It's like, this is where we've gone from the beginning half of this movie being more about animal behavior and more science driven. And admittedly, it's the scariest Jurassic Park we've had since the original and even violent at times when it needs to be like when the Indominus is killing people. It's the, the most graphic Jurassic Park we've had mm-hmm. up to this point. And uh, it's just. It's just, it's all gone. Now, now it's just like, okay, popcorn flick. Yep. Like that's, this is exactly what happened at this point. So the full on action. Yeah. So they get to where the, where the, you know, they track the Indominus, they get there and guess what? So earlier when Owen asks Claire what the Indominus is made of and she said, well, the, the base genome is of a T-Rex and the rest is classified. Well, we figure out what the rest of the, what is the Indominus is made up of for the rest of it uh it's part raptor so it starts talking to the other to the raptors and turns the raptors on the people and that's when Owen's like we got a new alpha the raptors got a new alpha (laughs) there's something else i don't understand okay in the cage beginning of the movie when owen goes in to save the new idiot that falls out falls into the cage yep the raptors attempt to do their normal hunting behavior Mm-hmm. where there's one in front and the two on the sides. They try to get them from the side, right? Mm-hmm. The distraction move. Why is it when the Raptors came up the Indominus, they just walked right up to it? <laughs> they, they didn't even try to do their normal, like, stealth hunting behavior, nope, just, and just, they were in tracking mode. They just walked right they, up to they it. They literally knocked on the door, and they're like, excuse me, sir, but could you keep the noise down? All right. right. <laughs> the Indominus is like, listen, those people are... They're bad. And they're like, okay, we're going to eat them now. So the Raptors turn on the people. They start attacking everybody. uh, And we get some really weird deaths between all the Raptors. So one of them gets blown up by a rocket launcher. Like as Owen's staring into its eyes. So, so seductively, I was, I was like, I feel like we're supposed to feel something, but I didn't feel shit because this was stupid. 
Oh, hey, Dad. Like, what? <laughs> Was this the only one that died up until the end? Yes. Okay. So the, there's two of them that are chasing, uh, like, Claire. So after everything happens, the Raptors make it back to that base. They start killing people. And Claire, they're, she's in, like, an ambulance or something. With, it's with, one of the uh, ACU like container right. trucks or something. Yeah, so they yeah. got Claire or they got Gray and Zach in the back. They're like, fuck it. Claire's out of there. She's driving down this road. That's when a raptor is like running up behind. He tries to jump into the back. They get it out. And also you get the raptor that freaking runs to the side, just smashes its head through the window. And you're like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> how she didn't wreck at this time. Oh, my God. How the, how the raptor get- didn't die once she got it out of the truck. Right. <laughs> Like, listen, yeah. it, just because it's a dinosaur doesn't mean it can't break things. <laughs> yeah, it's bulletproof. It's like, apparently. I mean, we saw that we saw the dinosaur that got kicked out of the window from gymnastics chick in Lost World. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I like how the dinosaurs go from fragile to bulletproof. In yeah. This movie. <laughs> so yeah, it gets kicked out. They both like the two raptors that were chasing it. They flop out and then you, they hear the the Indos calling to them. So they're like they run into the woods. They are going right. <laughs> one scene. This is probably the fu- one of the funniest scenes that does not involve Lowry, Lowry, and whatever in the movie. It is when the Raptor is getting in the back of the the containment vehicle, oh, yeah. and Zach and uh, Gray like zap it out with the cattle prod, the yes. taser. They're like, Claire, did you see that? We're gonna tell mom about that. Like, don't ever tell. Don't you- I love that scene. Don't tell your mom don't about ever anything tell- ever. <laughs> <laughs> So and they, there was a scene. It was a scene before. I want to mention this because this is the whole arc where where Zach and, and uh, Gray really bond in the back of the truck. Yes, yeah. He says, "No matter what happens to mom and dad, like I'll always be here. Like mm-hmm. regardless, me and you are brothers forever. Like that's what I'm talking. About. I think they had a more interesting, realistic arc. And there were kids in the movie because admittedly, uh, Zach's older, but he's actually he's not annoying. Like I like them. They they seem. Sound, you know, of course, more realistic. They just seem realistic as kids. Yeah. Like, they don't seem like, oh, like, even the kids in the original movie, mm-hmm. uh, Tim and Lex, they seem realistic as kids. Yep. You know, I like them. Anyway, go ahead. So, uh, so since all these InGen people got wiped out, uh, InGen decides they're leaving the control room, so everybody's got to evacuate out of the control room, except for Lowry. He's like, somebody's got to stay behind. And then he goes up, and you, you think he's going to, like, be able to, to kiss... Uh, Vivian and she's like I have a boyfriend which I said before was uh, all improv she just came out she just came out with that and Colin was like we're keeping it love it so Lowry stays behind Claire Zach Gray and Owen they get back to Main Street and that's or they go into the visit or they get back to Main Street but they go to the visitor center and they're going to pretty much try to figure out what the fuck is going on they get they notice that all these engine guys are taking a bunch of like the, the DNA and all that stuff out. And that's when Hoskins shows up and he is like, you know, cause Claire's like, what is this? Like, what, what are they doing here? And that's, uh, and Hoskins is like, it's above your pay grade. You'll find out in the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yay. <laughs> he literally does. I yeah. mean, he like sets it up. So, so Hoskins is telling, you know, doing his generic bad guy speech to them about all the, the good that he's trying to do. We find out Wu is working for Hoskins. Wu is getting on a helicopter with all the DNA samples. And there's he's like, deal? Where's Hoskins? Is our deal still intact? Yeah. 
He flies away, and one of the raptors decides to show up and have a meal of Hoskins' arm and later his whole body. Okay. It's the one that he was petting on earlier. He's like, oh, I got a bond. And yeah, Delta's right. like, ah. Oh. So they run a out. Good death. He's got a good death. It's particularly violent for a PG-13. I mean, he looks terrified. He's just <laughs> it like, looks good. we're on the same side. He's like, this thing doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. wants to eat you. So yeah, so he gets killed and they run out of the visitor center and they love it where they were as they're running by they hit the the button for the hologram and it's the hologram of the dilophosaurus which is just a um it's just a replay of a scene from jurassic park they just took it and redid it and that's what it is which is great but I, want, I just want the dilophosaurus <laughs> back i want it back like in the flesh not a hologram why is this it is getting no love thing. This is the worst fucking thing about this movie and ever, the other two before it. I know I still love the second one, but there's no Dilophosaurus. I don't love any of this. It pisses me off. <laughs> there's no love for this very inaccurate Dilophosaurus. <laughs> I just want to seize it. I want to seize it. Yep. Dominion, do not let me down. I'll be so pissed off oh, if that movie man. ends and I don't see it. I'm Give so- me the stinger after the credits. <laughs> the credits are rolling. You just see him hop around. No, 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 he'll be the he'll be the last scene where it just shows it like pop into frame and do its little frill thing, and that's the end. Yeah, and, and it's it, a little coup, and like you're done. Like, ah. Damn it! <laughs> Fucking shit! It got me. So Owen <laughs> and everybody else they escape outside, and that's when the Raptors show up, and Owen establishes his bond with the three remaining Raptors before the Indominus comes back. Then they attack the Indominus uh, Delta and Echo are killed. What was, so one of them was slammed up against a wall. Blue. Okay. So how, do, so I know one died on a grill and like landed on a grill and burst into flames. But I, what was the other one? I can't remember what uh, happened the, to the other one. Uh, uh, the Indominus grabbed it, bit down on it in its mouth, like the whole mass center mass of its body. So it's done. Oh, and then okay. just tossed okay. it. Okay. Well, it's, but the, that's the part that I don't like. Cause this even further elaborates. Like, obviously there's a respect system here with Owen, but this literally you know, like goes into full, like buddy cop <laughs> kind of like, I realized the errors of my way of our, my ways. I know we're different, but we're bros. Like when he reaches out, like let's blue go. And I'm like, they had like a secret like, handshake. They had like the secret yeah. handshake. <laughs> yeah. And like blue, like bobs his head, like coos and then like turns around, like let's kick his ass. And then like, it's like, where did this come from? Oh man. It goes from like 10% to a hundred. You've maxed your friendship gauge out. Yep. Like, uh, so, Claire and the kids, they hide in a gift shop and Owen is like trying to like get angles and shoot with his trank gun or gun. I don't even know what the hell he was using. So the gun, that gun that he uses in this movie, which what is the gun that he uses in this movie? The one with the real ammo, not the trank gun. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a, it's a Marlin 1895. So if you wanted to buy Thanks. this gun, uh, if you go to the website, it actually states that you can kill a T-Rex with this gun. <laughs> yeah, because it shows like the images of the animals it's meant yeah. to hunt, but based on the caliber, and it has yeah for that one, and it is it is chambered in forty five seventy government, which is a very is a good very good size round, and I just <clears throat> I just hate how this game this movie I mean it's so wishy washy with it. I know it's a big animal, but if you plugged it with one of those, it would be fucking feeling it. <laughs> that is not a small round, and it is moving quite quickly with a lot I, of energy. I, all I all I gotta say. No? 
that it's bulletproof. And Clearly. It's well, it does show some blood, but it does show some blood when it's hit, but that it would react get, getting spotted. That thing gets pelted with a lot of live ammo, and it's it's like it doesn't feel it. It just yeah. is like, nah, I'm fine. Gotta go. Mosquito, mosquito bites. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, this is where we get the dumbass line where Gray's like, we need more teeth. Yeah. We need more teeth. Claire's I was like, like fuck this, I man. It. Yeah, she's like, I know what to do. <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> So she and and let's just and let's just say here, Claire is doing all of this in heels. Uh, Respect her for this. Yeah. And and to be honest, she actually did all of these scenes in heels. It wasn't just for the like she was actually wearing heels. She got a lot of flack for that. She did it for real. Yeah. Kudos to her. Mm -hmm. I love this. I love So she goes down. She goes down to the Tyrannosaurus Rex enclosure. Open paddock nine. Yeah, and he's like, and Laura's like, "Are you sure? Yeah. Open it. Why don't you do something for a change? Yeah, do something for a change. Oh, why are you gonna make this personal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he opens it. You get the really epic, like boom, boom, boom. And and to be honest, I actually really like this scene because. Of course, if you don't know, the T-Rex in this film is the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, which makes it just another nostalgia, you know, dump on you. But it's great because she stands there in the entrance of the of the door and she turns on the flare. She turns one. Does she throw one of the flares or does she just turn the flare on and hold it in her hand? She this is the part where she holds the flare in her hand and she takes off running. Yes, and, and the T Rex is behind her chasing yeah, and her. Then yeah. And how she outran a Tyrannosaurus Rex uh with uh, while wearing heels. And, heels and listen, at- this T Rex you know, it's it's she, she's a little older now. She's you know, a little she's not as spry as she once was, but I mean when she starts fighting this fucking Indo, she is. And I think she's between 24 and 27 years old. Yeah, because she dad. she she wasn't very old in the first one. Probably a couple years old, at least. Yeah, because it was 22 years since the original Jurassic Park, so I'm assuming she's like two to five years old. Right, and they and they, they, they even state in this film that there's dinosaurs that have accelerated, like all the dinosaurs have accelerated growth rates. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the same back then, but it makes sense. So, and also uh, a nice throwback to Jurassic Park 3. This, the skeleton that the T Rex crashes through is a Spinosaurus. Yeah. And there was all, there was some theories out there that people were stating that this was the skeleton of that Spinosaurus. But because they, they stated that because it was an outdoor display, uh, that it probably wasn't real, that it was probably yeah. just a. A, a makeup of it because it wouldn't have been because fossils need to be in controlled environments or yeah, right. yeah. but yep. it, it's a cool throwback to Jurassic Park 3 I really hope we get a Spinosaurus in Dominion I really do I Jeez. love the Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park 3 I, I know Jurassic Park 3 is not a good movie but boy I miss the Spinosaurus it's so I like fucking it's cool since they sold off like the genetic information and stuff, I don't know, spoiler for the next one, but since they sold off of all those assets and information, I hope somebody makes like a current, like scientifically accurate Spinosaurus. Even cool. if they did the old one, I would like to see both, like that, either one. So, yeah, so she throws the flare at the endo, and we get the T Rex endo. We get a big, giant dino fight. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we need our Vuvuzela button. Yep. And. 
yeah, it's a pretty cool fight. In the beginning, the Indo has the upper hand because, of course, she is young. She is spry. She is bigger than uh, I always called the T-Rex Bessie. She was always Bessie to me throughout the throughout the years. So that's what she is. She's back there. See, we get the cool dino fight. They're right there. They're fighting. Ready? This yeah. Is this is what it looks like, ladies and gentlemen. I got my Indominus and my T-Rex fighting. So for everybody on YouTube watching this, this is what it looks like. Ah. <laughs> Uh, yep, uh, okay that's how it looks all right that's it <laughs> but no it's a pretty it's a really cool fight i like that it lasts longer than the jurassic park 3 fight between the t-rex and the spinosaurus which lasted yes. literally 13 seconds and i love it that the then blue wakes up she's like oh shit i had a rough night last night gets up sprints <laughs> towards the spino or spino talk about the spinosaurus yeah. yeah towards the endo jumps on its back it's helping out the t-rex raptor now they're t- they're a team, and they push the the Indo closer to the edge of the tank, and that's when we get the Mosasaurus coming out and grabbing onto the Indo. And I love the way the Indo reacts. Of course, you know yeah. it, it it's it's terrified. Like it's 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 like it caught it by surprise. It is terrified. It knows it's gonna die, and it just drags it into the water. Yeah, it tries to kick it off, and I was telling Angela, I said, it did one of two things: either drown it or snap its neck. Yeah, that's it's there's there are I mean that's what um what does that orcas do that? Mm-hmm. They'll oh. get a hold of their prey and pull them down, and drown them, yeah, just eat them, or they just yeet them into the air, or eat them into the air. Yeah, they'll throw seals and uh, orcas. Seals, yeah. Orcas are assholes. They'll just kill for sport. Yes. They'll kill yes. you three times before you hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's so. <laughs> so, Vincent's reference. <laughs> so yeah, so the the endo is dead, and we get the really cool interaction between the T Rex and the Raptor or uh, Blue. Sorry, they look at each other like respect, respect, and they literally turn and Blue like run. <laughs> it was literally like high five. Yeah. <laughs> We well, did. Yeah, I figured it was either, it was either that or it was like, oh, I don't got the energy for this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think no, literally when you see like when it shows the T Rex, it literally looks like she is like, "Fuck this, I'm done. I need to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, exhausted. Yeah. I have no fight left in me right now." She she goes. Uh, she walks away. Which uh, also fun fact: uh, the scars from the Raptors from Jurassic Park one. She still has them, which are fucking yep. great. And on, I love this fucking uh, thing. They even put the scars on her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really fucking cool. I really, Tasty. this was a really, this was worth it. Even though I wasn't the best, biggest fan of this movie. Uh, so yeah, so they both go their separate ways. Owen waves goodbye to blue as blue runs away. Yeah. Just peace out. <laughs> golly we then go to like everybody's all together in this big room and we get you know gray and zach's parents showing up and crying and oh my god everybody's here and then claire and owen are walking away into the sunset and like we should uh, stick together for survival what do we do what do we do next we stick together for survival Yeah, for survival. And then we get the really cool, sure. really cool final scene of you get the really epic music as they pan up to the helicopter pad, the the landing pad, and the T Rex comes out and does her roar. The only thing I was disappointed yeah. with was her roar. It just didn't sound as good. 
as didn't it didn't it didn't have that hit the bass and stuff. Yeah, it like just the, seemed wider. Yeah, like the first time you hear it in Jurassic Park, that's the roar I wanted, and we didn't get it, and I was kind of disappointed. But you know what? They've never they've never replicated that. No, ever. No, and that's it. That is Jurassic World. Sucks to suck. Mm-hmm. Sucks to suck. So that is a long one. This is a probably the longest episode we've done in a while. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> we got a lot. To, we, we, there's a lot to talk about. Like I said, this movie is really good, except for like the set, like last half, two thirds of the film, whatever. Yeah. Like, like as far as like, like it's entertaining. It's not like boring and stupid. It's just like a lot of what was established in there, like tonally and everything in the first parts of the film are just like lost. So it's like, ah, fuck it. Let's just go crazy. No, the Raptors killing everybody's kind of cool. Um, yeah, we got to see the Raptors sprint again, which I thought was really cool. I love seeing the, the Raptors got, you, you get to see the speed. And they even talk about it. They're like, oh, they can run 40 miles an hour or 50 when they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Which is yep, really cool. I see that. I seen the NES copy of. Hey, you like that? That Jurassic nice Park. NES copy of Dress. Still sealed, too. I got it at uh, PAX East in 2018 oh. or 2017. It's got a good. It's got a good sound. Like the Super Nintendo one is really has a good soundtrack, too. So there's the NES one. It's not bad. Yeah. Tasty. But yeah, that is it. That's Jurassic World. Next week, we will be finishing up the Jurassic franchise as of right now until Jurassic World Dominion releases. So next week, we'll be talking about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which is a movie that I have been loathing to watch again. But you know what? You never know. I've been a sucker for, you know, watching bad movies that I didn't like before that I've actually enjoyed now. Or I'm just getting older and I just don't give a shit anymore. Where I don't, I'm less picky about it. Except for Resident Evil. They're all garbage. <clears throat> so yeah. Garbage. Do we have anything to say before we go? Yes. You always have something to say. I do. It's irrelevant. I'm going to date the fuck out of this podcast. You watch me. Today is Godzilla's birthday that we're recording it. It won't be when it shows up. It's Godzilla's birthday. He's 67. Happy birthday, Godzilla. That's right. It's it's relevant because he is a dinosaur-based creation. Yes. And and since it's Godzilla's birthday, well, like like we said, as of this recording, it is Godzilla's yeah. birthday. When it's released, hopefully on Friday, uh, <laughs> it won't be. But yeah. also, make sure to check out our first series we ever did on this show. Yep. was uh, the MonsterVerse. So uh, the the four Godzilla, King Kong, you know, movies. Uh, from the late uh, mid 2010s so make sure to go check out our og shows they're literally our first four shows we ever did um and yeah you might say wow you guys really haven't gotten any better and i was like well i haven't but they have all right he's just being generous yeah but after you're done with that go check out the official godzilla youtube channel they actually released a short live action film um uh, kind of rehash of Godzilla versus Hedorah from 1971 because it's Ooh. Godzilla's 67th birthday and it's Hedorah's 50th birthday. Check so them all really out. Cool. Check them all out, people. Yep. There's all right. So like I said, Jurassic World Fallen mm-hmm. Kingdom next week and then we're going to do something a little bit different. Since we're ending a, a series, we're going to be doing something different. We're going to be doing a topic episode in a couple yeah. of weeks. What is that topic going to be? I don't know. I got to talk with uh, my co-host here 
and de- decide what is going to be the topic for our next episode. So look forward to us doing more of the topic episodes in the future. I would like to, I've, I've been thinking of doing a franchise and then doing a topic and then a franchise, a topic, so on and so forth, just to kind of mix it up. Um, yeah, I got an I got an idea. All right, food, food, and what what you should and shouldn't put in your mouth. But this is a movie <laughs> podcast. What does that have to do with anything? You eat popcorn at the movies. <laughs> okay, all right. I think you you can relate any activity back to food. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> before ahead. this, before you know, since it is uh, Godzilla's birthday today, Dan is streaming over on his Twitch channel some Godzilla. What what game are you playing? Listen, by the time you guys hear this, it's not going to be relevant, but I'm going to say it anyways. It'll be in the, it'll be in the, archive. yeah, you guys can watch the, the VOD, the VOD. Uh, on the, yeah. uh, the stream he's doing. So make sure I'm to check that the out. Jap- I'm playing the Japanese version of the, uh, the original Nintendo game. So I'm playing Ooh. Gojira on the Famicom. So. That's cool. So yeah, make sure you check out that VOD, uh, whenever this episode is released and you get to hear us talk about it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think that's it. That's it. That's all I got. We're good. Let us know in the comments what you think or thought, think or thought of Jurassic World <laughs> and yeah. uh, things you would like us to talk about on the show, because I would love to hear the audience's opinions and thoughts about what you guys think of the show, what we should talk about on the show, or even a franchise we should do in the future. Because after this, I have no fucking clue until December. And then we're going to be doing Christmas, our favorite Christmas themed movies or movies that are based in Christmas. Christmas related films. Let's just say that. Yeah. But make sure to go to the YouTube channel, like, comment, and subscribe because listen, you got to get those hundred subs. All right. Got to get that URL. I'm going to say it every episode. Also, let's get Jurassic Park 3 to a thousand views. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. When the official di- dissect, the, uh, dissect that film Twitter account gets 500 follows and the YouTube count has 200 subscribers i'm changing my name on twitter all right people let's get this done listen i think we're at 40 right now on twitter and we're at 19 on youtube so we got some work to do but you know what it's listen it's a uh what what do they say it's not it's a race not a marathon or what what is it what is it it? oh no it's a marathon not a race race. that's it that's that's the thing you say yeah like we're enjoying what we're doing and we're growing slowly, and that's all, you know, I'm happy where we're going. And it's going to get better and better as we as we keep going. It's all up from it's here. All up from here. But I want to thank DNA Gaming for being here, as always, for taking the time out of their day to thank you for hang out. Uh, yeah, so make sure to do all the things over at YouTube. Make sure to follow uh, D... Uh, follow me yeah. at uh, Parker Dissects on Twitter, or uh, Dissect That Film Follow that one. The other one I could give a shit about. Follow Dissect That Film on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram, on YouTube, of course. Uh, and DNA Gaming, where can people follow you? The internet. All right. That's it, guys. <laughs> oh, we are, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, Twitter, Twitter is at DNA Gaming underscore one. And on Twitch, we are DNA underscore Gaming one. I always get them confused. Remember, everybody, the links are always in the description. So even if we forget to say where we're at socially, um, they'll be there. Also, someday, someday, you know, this will be a lot smoother. But you know what? Fuck it. I love it. You didn't come here for quality. You came here for content. Yeah. You want quality? Go to some other movie podcast.
Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, people. Thank you so much. We'll see you all next week. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Deuces.